Why have Chrissy Reese, an ads professional on the podcast? Because of all the people out in the wide, wide interwebs, she's one of the absolute first people I would recommend to business friends and clients for digital marketing ads. She's one of the absolute first people that I would go to and hand over the baby that is my business for digital marketing ads. So let's get into it. Hello and welcome. You're listening to the Defiant Business Podcast, and I'm your host, Ruthie Bowles, founder of Defy the Status Quo, a branding and marketing consultancy. This podcast is for the business owners and professionals who have seen the status quo in their industry and are ready to do things differently. We're here for the contrarians, mavericks, and rebels. On the Defiant Business Podcast, we'll talk about marketing, sales, client and customer experiences, finances, and amazing entrepreneur journeys that show that none of us are alone. Thank you for joining me. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Defiant Business Podcast. And I am so very excited to have Chrissy Reese with me here today. We had to reschedule this interview, but we finally made it happen. And this is good because I feel like people were starting to think that I was making it up that you were going to come on the podcast, Chrissy. So thank you for joining me. You're welcome. I'm so excited and happy to be here. All right. So this first episode, we're going to learn all about you and how you got into your entrepreneur journey. So why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do? Sure. Yeah. So like Ruthie said, I'm Chrissy Reese. I have two kids and a husband and you know the whole thing, but we don't need to talk about them today. <laughs> yeah, I actually started my career in the traditional workforce. I was in healthcare for a really long time and my husband's active duty. So at some point we moved. And then when I started looking at new jobs, it was like, there's nothing here. There's nothing I can do that would be reasonable for us finan- like financially right, to support childcare and all of that. So I was like, you know what? I'll just stay home, which is not ever a thing that I saw myself doing because I am not the warm and fuzzy stay-at-home mom, sing kumbaya on the floor, play with Barbies all day. That's just not my jam. But it was... Same. Yeah. I mean, it's just, no, thank you. Some people are built for that. <laughs> I am not. I love my kids dearly, but... No, no, thank you. No, thank you. <laughs> um, so I started staying home because it's what made sense and was what was going to work for us at that particular duty station. But we got like two months in and I'm like, you know what? I don't like this. I have nothing to do but take care of other people. And I love these other humans, but damn, I need something else to do. So naturally, I'm like, I'm going to start a blog and I'm going to become an overnight success. I'm going to be a millionaire in a month. You know, all of the things that are promised when you start. Yeah. There's a lot to unpack there, right? So I I started doing that. And this this is years ago. And um, very quickly, I realized that I fucking hated writing. Who can be a blogger if they don't like to write? True. So I like doing all of the, like, I like doing keyword research. I like doing that part of it. But writing? hard pass. (laughs) So I started leaning into more of the stuff that I was really good at, which is the analytics, which is SEO, which was ad strategy, which was more of being able to kind of pick out numbers and say, hmm, how do these work together? And ultimately, this all led me to launching a digital product, which everybody said, put this out into the world and you're going to make a lot of money immediately. (laughs) 
That did not happen. I think that first launch, I sold one, which Mm -hmm. I, at the time, was like devastated. I was crushed because I expected it to be so successful. That's what everybody told me was going to happen. And then people were like, well, you just got to keep trying and testing and throw all the spaghetti. And I'm like, fuck your spaghetti. I don't want to do that. I don't have the energy to throw spaghetti all day. Who wants to do that? So then I, I leaned harder into the numbers. And I figured out some things that are going to, that worked, which led me to start doing that for other businesses. That's amazing. Yeah. It's exhausting throwing spaghetti and you already had kids who were probably throwing food at home. So didn't need extra of that. Okay. So I always like to ask guests just kind of a uh, around the corner, unexpected question. So I wanted to ask you just because I've, I've watched your journey, just how, you know, all of these changes and evolutions and, and every time, right, you break out of that chrysalis, it just gets better and better. So what do you think is the most important thing that you've learned in, let's say the last 12 months? Oh, that is, that's a loaded question. But I think for me, what it comes back to, and this is really from the beginning for my origin story, right? Everyone seems to take the advice of gurus or the people who are leading from the top and they try to implement that in their own business. And the more times I jump into somebody else's business and I look at the data and I look at their ads and I look at how everything is performing, I'm going, "Why, why did you try that? the numbers show very clearly that that was never going to work for you. So it's become more and more apparent to me that every business is unique and that no cookie cutter advice will ever, ever work for every single business. Amen, indeed. And I don't know if anybody else heard it, but I heard it. Chrissy is a data whisperer. She's a numbers whisperer. She hears the stories and tales and rumors and the magic that exists in the numbers. And I just wanted to say that because I feel like everybody always thinks like numbers are just very, you know, stuffy and, you know, black and white or whatever. But, you know, different people looking at numbers, you might not understand anything. Whereas like you pop in and you're like, obviously, this was never going to work for you. I mean, obvious to you, I guess, like, right, because they did it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, it's it's funny. It's funny. Sorry, doing- I don't mean to cut you off. It's funny because people, people all say that. Everybody... And I can think of one, someone that I was working with recently, everybody told her, run ads to your challenge. That's how you fill a challenge. You run ads to it. So she spent a lot of money running ads to her challenge, never got a single person to sign up. She's like, so what, what was wrong with my ads? Why didn't this work? And I'm like, well, uh, because if I look over here, I can see that 90% of the people who signed up for your challenge were on your email list for four months. So if they were on your email list, if you're converting from your email list, of course, this particular challenge may not ever work in a Facebook ad because they need time to get to know you and to come over, overcome a couple hurdles before they were ready to join your challenge. So, yeah. Okay. You brought up something that I wanted to ask. So I feel like ads people have a different understanding of money than the rest of us. And so what I would like to know is what would you consider a little bit of money? Like, and I'm not throwing shade on anybody who's trying to run ads or anything, but y'all got to keep in mind, I'm a business owner too. So part, I'm like 70% of the reason Chrissy's on here is so, so I have something of value to offer her while I ask her all these questions that I've always wanted to know the answers to. So what is a little bit, of, like a little bit of money that would still be like considered workable for ads compared to a lot? Yeah. So most ads people are going to tell you, well, it's not worth running ads unless you're spending $100 a day. 
And that is bullshit because there's three reasons that you can run ads, right? Almost everyone focuses on conversion. Lots of people focus on conversion, but there's two other things that they're forgetting about. They forget about engagement and visibility and brand awareness. They forget about that piece. And then they also forget that there's this in-betweener between engagement and visibility and conversion where we can still kind of create a relationship and connect with our audience without asking them to give us their email address or their credit card number. So for people who only want to run ads, kind of, and I, I call it the the OG, right? The original way where it's conversion, 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 conversion. Yeah, you're going to have to spend more money to get people to take that action. Maybe. But if you want to focus on warming people up and nurturing them and inviting them into your world, you don't need $100 a day to do that. So it really comes back to your goals, why you want to run ads in the first place, what does your business need ads to do, and then you can kind of reverse engineer a budget that makes sense. I have people who I help who are running ads for as little as $10 a day, and that works for them. Okay. All right. That definitely makes running ads a little more financially accessible. <laughs> so that's that's really good to hear. Okay. So we you kind of touched on a little bit in there, but what are the main ways that you help clients? The main ways that I help clients. So the, the, the first thing I do with everyone is we kind of, I become this, this data interpreter, if you will. I'm so tired of seeing people waste their money, their time, and their energy on marketing strategies that will never work for their business. So the very first thing that I do with folks is what I call data in a day, which seems super boring, really dry. It's fun for me, but it's where <laughs> we kind of sit down, sit down and I'm like, okay, tell me all of the pieces of your business. Tell me how things are working for you. And then we bring all of that in one house so you can have this really clear picture of how people are finding you. How are they engaging with you in all of your, your channels? You know, is it YouTube? Is it Facebook? Is it a podcast? And what does that mean for your business? And once we start to pull all of that together, it's from that place where I can then look at things and say, yes, ads make sense for you. Or no, ads don't make sense for you. Make sense for you. And I will not let you pay me to run your ads. So really, everybody has to go through that first step. I won't do anything else with a client without having that that foundation of data. Okay. Well, I definitely want to make sure we highlight and we pass you your flowers on the fact that you say no. You say no. You and I have had, you know, I was about to say offline, but I've never met you in person, but <laughs> not recorded conversations about how it seems like a lot of ads professionals and ads companies, marketing agencies view their clients as like these cash cows because, correct me if I'm wrong, but the general way that ads people get the ads spend, but then they get like consulting fee or retainer fee or whatever, right? And so they get that retainer fee whether or not the client sees ROI on the ad spend. Yeah. So the way most ads people run is they take a flat fee mm -hmm. and then they'll either write it as an and or. So, mm -hmm. or if your ad spend reaches blah, 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 I'm going to take X percentage of your ad spend or this flat rate, whatever is more, or they dip into your profits and they say, you know what? I'm really motivated and I know that I can get you a good return, but in exchange, I want this flat rate 
or this percentage of your profits. So as you're continuing to work with someone and they're like, hey, listen, these ads are really working well for you. Let's increase that budget. You're increasing the budget because they're telling you to increase the budget, but now you're also paying them more, which makes sense. Mm. And I follow the logic. But at the same time, if your whole job is to help someone run wildly successful ads, why should you get a bigger cut of their profits when your work is staying the same? All we're really doing at that point is scaling because we know what's working. That is super interesting because it makes me think of the financial industry in that, you know, hedge fund managers and like stockbrokers or whatever. And I'm probably getting this wrong, but I know that there's a segment of the financial industry that gets a portion of whatever their clients return is or whatever. And so the better that things perform or the more the client spends, the more money they get, which kind of puts you in this position where it's like, do I fudge things a little bit? Do I encourage them to spend a little bit more? So I get a little bit more. And that seems like a very slippery slope of ethics right there where you get more just because they paid you more. That's mm, okay. Okay. Interesting. So to kind of round us out for today's episode, I wanted to ask you, right? Like you've come so far, right? Like you were like, I'm a blogger who hates blogging. And now I'm, you know, if if you're in the groups with Chrissy um, and some of the people that she works with, then you know. But Chrissy's getting, helping, like, just get amazing, amazing results, which is definitely what gives me hope for the ad space in general. So with all of this transformation and all of this, you know, positive signals from the universe, right? Like you're getting results for people. What's your grand vision? For your business's impact. And it's funny to hear you phrase it like that because I think a lot of people, when they start thinking about impact, most entrepreneurs immediately go, well, I want to make a lot of money. And that is not my thing. I was actually talking to some folks today. I'm, I'm growing my team. I'm in this like weird, awkward middle phase where I'm doing well, but I want to serve more. And to do that, I have to bring people on. And as I'm having those conversations, She's like, girl, I was chatting with, she messaged me back. She's like, you know what? It really feels like it's that pebble in the pond where, you know, you started it and everybody else is going to end up benefiting. And, And really that's what it's all about for me. I am so driven by helping people achieve their own goals. And I do that with, you know, data and ads and this, that, and the other, that everything else will come. So if I am able to grow and help more people and bring, you know, prosperity or impact or whatever to their businesses, I'm happy. I work with a a really awesome life coach. And one of the things that she asked me in in a session last week, she was like, think about your business and tell me what makes you feel successful. (laughs) And I was like, well, that's, that's a, that's a question. What does make me feel successful? And I thought about it for a minute. And at the end of the day, I was like, you know what? When someone says, thank you, I had a client reach out and she sent me a box and she was like, Thank you so much. You saved me so much money. And I can't tell you what that means for me and what that means for my business. I was over the moon. So it's less about money and more about how can I create a legacy for the people who I work with, for my clients? How can I serve bigger? How can I impact more lives? And that's through, you know, being able to grow that whole pond, pebble in a pond. I love that. Yeah, I like to call it the ripple effect of impact. Some of us, like some people, like they don't 
So in my case, right, because that's just the way that I am, I'm like, yeah, I want to like be on the stages and, you know, have people know who I am as part, you know, as part of it, right? I want to like be an example. I want to be out there and be an example. But for some people as well, it's kind of like that may happen for them anyway, but it's very much that ripple effect of impact. They're like, if if I help five people who help five people who help five people, then that's the type of impact that I've enabled. And that would be, you know, quite the legacy, right, to have, which is always amazing. Well, this was an absolute amazing first episode. I feel like if you're listening, you have a really good idea of, of Chrissy's personality and you are absolutely gonna love, love, her, her topical episode that we're going to publish next week, because of course we're going to be talking about ads. Like that's like the burning question. And like Chrissy's one of a very, like probably like three people that I would feel comfortable asking a question about ads to without expecting, oh, she's going to pitch me. She's going to try to rope me into something where I should not be spending money. Like I know that I can ask her a question and I am very cognizant of not, you know, causing a whole bunch of mental labor for my other expert business friends. But if I ask her a question, like she's going to, you know, she's going to be upfront. She's going to give me an answer. But based on the results that she's been able to get, I'm confident in the quality of that answer. And I think that's what you can't find on Google anymore, especially as it relates to these things. So we'll have Chrissy's links down in the show notes. But Chrissy, is there like a favorite place for people to connect with you? You can always find me at uh, my website, which is datadrivenrebel.com. All the, the links and the forms and all of that stuff is there. But I am most active on Facebook. So you can find me on Facebook. Uh, my Facebook page is Data Driven Rebel. And um, feel free to shoot me a message. All right. So everybody, again, if this is your first time listening to an episode of the podcast, do be sure to hit the subscribe button. So that way you do not miss Chrissy's next episode because she's spilling tea and I'm so excited. I'm so excited. So we will talk to you again next time. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and a review. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram at Defy the Status Quo Biz, and the link is in this episode's description. Thanks again, and I'll see you next time.